A. Yo, what's good? It's your boy QC. You know what I'm saying? You're listening to the Art vs. Life podcast. It's a podcast designed to inspire, inform, and empower independent artists in the NYC area and beyond. You can also think of it as a curator's podcast because being that we work with a bunch of artists, it'd be dope. To you. you know what I'm saying? Might as well know about the artists you're working with, right? You, you know what I'm saying? So on this podcast, we like to bring you you know, different types of information and resources, um, you know, that, that is, you know, supposed to be helping you doing what you do to get through, to inspire you, to make sure you know, you know, how to make the next move, your best move. If you're looking to get into something that is just, you know, you feel like you're maximizing your, your impact and your potential and your self growth in this whole, you know, whatever journey you got ahead of you as an artist, which inherently makes you an entrepreneur, right? So, you know, we also bring you insights and stories and testimonies of people who are out here on the ground. We usually only hear the stories of the people who are already way up top and they got some weird ass situation, you know what I'm saying, or whatever the case may be. But we, we, we want to know what, what we're like the, the maybe somebody that like we could walk by any day, you know what I'm saying, how they do like what's it like for them, you know what I'm saying, in your process. Maybe they only way to that that over the top area, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe not. But we want to, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yo, we all got to each one teach one in this ever-changing uh, technology, social media world that we live in. You know, the playing ground's getting leveled, but we still got to be aware because the schools can't keep up. Everybody can't get into schools or whatnot. So that's what this podcast is designed to do, you know? So this episode right here, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm with my boy, Akeem Hayes. Um, definitely young, passionate uh, producer. MC, born and bred in Brooklyn, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, I hate killing it, you know, known and worked with, worked with uh, Black Saturday Records, you know, Silent Barn, a well-known multi, multi-use, multi multimedia uh, venue, studio space out here, you know, uh, you know, anybody who's ever performed out here in Brooklyn at all. You know, or been out here in event spaces, any any grassroots type movements going on have come through Silent Barn. You know, um, you could just check the Carfax of the area. You know, you also work with the likes of Educated Little Monsters. Shout out to Jazzo Brooklyn. You know, um, so yeah, um, so he and I were just talking about. He was kind of sharing his journey of what it was like. You know, what experiences he had to go through that just kind of really made him acknowledge and really appreciate the support system he has in his life. Sometimes we, you know, we have our own form of that, but we don't always appreciate it. We need to go through certain experiences to make us look back and really see that for what it is. So he shares this story on that, how that took place, how he, you know, learned the importance of just discerning who you end up, you know, surrounding yourself with as you get into this grind and get into this hustle. You learn how to choose who you want to work with, you know, and how to manage various types of, you know, relationships and collaborations in this, you know, line of work that we are very emotionally invested in is a product of emotions in uh, in a lot of ways. It's not this flat out book information kind of craft that a lot of us are working in. So it's a it's very vulnerable thing. So people can walk out of this motherfucker with scars. You heard? Um, so a lot of a lot of uh, props to any of my warriors out here that's trucking through the experiences that come that happen. You know, as they go through this, the good and the bad, because it's it's definitely not easy. So. He and I, we was all chatting, along with my boy Chris Carr, founder um, of uh, Brooklyn Wildlife. You know, anybody who's been to anything DIY, uh, DIY in Brooklyn, nine times out of ten, you've been to one of his uh, events or you've worked with somebody. You know, um, it's definitely a large network of people that's uh, that's connected via Brooklyn Wildlife, even though he don't like to treat it like a club or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, he's be like, yo, listen, this is how we do it over here. You know what I'm saying? If you with it, come through. If not, we're going to check you on it. You know what I mean? Respectfully, but we're going to check you on it. You know, don't be jumping on stage, rapping, talking about niggas and bitches and all of that. You know, don't be out here not challenging yourself as an artist. You know, uh, be true to yourself, be true to what you do, you know. And that's kind of like the simple code that anybody who's come through that space, we all kind of start to follow together. So just being like, yo, if I find out you be involved in Brooklyn Wildlife, that's almost like an extra 10 notches. You know, that I maybe this is somebody I might be able to click with. The fact that you be running through or running with Brooklyn Wildlife is pretty interesting. Um, like, I low-key, high-key want to do a documentary on it. 
you know um but anyway boom so we all you know was, was talking you know um and this is how these uh stories all came about we go into the conversation talking about how how when chris called he helped me actually um he introduced me to like curating events what you know and he gave me my first shot because he's you know he, he that's what he does like he'll do something like a festival and it'd be like 40 events in one day you know um so this is something that was light for him so he would have, you know, for the first time he had me come through, he'd be like, yo, how about this? You find, you decide what artist is going to be in this. Or at least, you know, you decide majority of, like, the performances is going to be going on. You, you know, you decide, you reach out with them, you collaborate with them, and, you know, you help manage the performance times, the sets, and any kind of operational questions. You know, you get the flyer done. You know, you help manage the day-to-day operations of this event. You know, if anything, I get the, the venue popping. Shout out to Paperbox out in Bushwick, by the way. Um... You know, a lot of putting a lot of work in there. Um, like, uh, definitely had a lot of fun in that place. Um, Chris is went ham on uh on the events with the uh, paper box. But yeah, he said, yeah, man, just do that and we're gonna get it in. All right. So, you know, so long story short, all you know, everything's going well. We got some dope events. Shout out to Goldilocks. That's how I met her. Um, story MC. Um, so um. You know, so the night of the event come, I show up in paper box, you know, I'm ready to, you know, just get it in. And then I see Eric, one of the dudes who work for the venue. He go, yo, uh, yo, you QC? I said, yeah. He said, yo, uh, Chris is in jail, yo. You running the event. All right, later. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's how I went. You know, so I had to <laughs> run the rest of the night. Um you know, and anybody who know Chris Carr, they like, what? Chris in jail for what? It's one of the most peaceful people in the world, you know. Uh, but for what it's worth, yeah, he just got locked up because he got caught with a joint uh, outside on his way to the venue uh, that night. So, yeah, so that's what we, that's what we, um, you know, we had the recording going already. So I just had to catch y'all up on the context of it. So it's going to be mad funny. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, so I'm like, me, it, Chris Carr, Akeen Hayes, and like, George. I, like, I don't need to call my mom. I don't need to call anybody else. I called a dude. I'm like, yo, I'm in jail. He's like, you in jail? For what? <laughs> like, literally, his first, like, and I'm like, bro. And he's like laughing. I'm like, yo, nah, for real. Like, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm in jail right now. <laughs> my friend QC will be there who run the show. He's like, yo, what'd you do? Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, I got caught smoking weed. He's like, you got caught some- You'll be out. Don't worry. Right. And I'm sitting there like, how is my motherfucker telling me don't worry? I'm in this motherfucker right now. You see who's sitting next? Like, when I get off the phone, I go back to the That's homie. the funny shit, though. There was that a motherfucker the in there shit. popping pills and shit. I don't know what he is stashing, where it came out of. Because he was there before we got there. The cop came in. He's yelling at motherfuckers. He already had his routine like, down. Oh, okay. shit, dog. It's real up in here. And then I see him over there. <laughs> yeah, he's he like, yeah, he like, it's going to be a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, real talk. I remember like back in the day, back in the day, I remember me and my boys crossing the street. Uh, cops pull up in this, you know, the the DT car, right? You do the whole dramatic, pop the doors open, hop out always, on this, always. pockets, pull out mad weed and Dutchies. That's when we still rolling with Dutchies, and then put it back and go. We just looking for guns. Hop back in the car. That's why I rather these always pop up than actual cops. Like when it's the when it's the guys in blue, you know they're just gonna be assholes. Yeah, they, these they literally just want gang activity and 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 um, weapons. And that's what it that's, was. That's it. Yep. The, the guys that pulled up on. I'll me. be low key happy when I it's them. I'm like, Oof, yeah. What's up, guys? And they it was, it was one of those moments where it's like really universe because the guys pop out. They where the guns? Where the guns? And it was a white dude who's being all tough guy, uh, Spanish dude being all kind of tough guy. And then a black dude was just kind of big, and being like, <laughs> like, yo, y'all, y'all, stupid, you know, right. like just looking at us and shit. And after they go through the whole what y'all got stuff, and they're like, well, if y'all don't, you know, y'all don't have what we looking for. We own the guns and gang task force. We got to call the other folks if they come and they don't want to do anything. Y'all can go. And so I'm sitting there like, wait, I might not go to jail. And then other cops come and they talking and they talking and I'm sitting there like. I'm about to go to jail, dog. Like, this is taking... They're doing too much right now. They get credit whether you beat the case or not. Yeah. As long as they get you processed, that's a that's a point yeah. for them. That ass, they just want to get them points. That's why every time, if I ever get caught, I'll be praying it's the beginning of the month and not the end of it. Really? The end of the month is when they just want to keep locking down and Ooh. shit. They just want to get the, the, that, that quota. Mm. Literally. That's why towards the end of the month, everybody just gets caught up for hopping and mad other bullshit with the right. MTA. It's like... That remind me of a bar I had uh, last night. I was in the studio with Will, uh, and I was like, "Yo, 
like, uh, I like, uh, I said, insecure about my goals. And I ain't Issa Rae. Um, ETA cheat code, baby GTA. Uh, fucking how the turnstile in the NTA. Them undercovers have me running like NBA. <laughs> <laughs> NBA. Running like NBA. <laughs> I did the whole movie. Fast them. <laughs> You doing the juke moves? Got ass facts. Yeah, man. Ayo, nah, but um, real talk. Like this is the kind of stuff I like to dead capture, like in the conversation. I wish I'd have caught it earlier in it, yo, because like, because <laughs> that was dead a funny story though, <laughs> and like a lot of background, like how you started like the whole you know Black Saturday Records thing and all of that shit. Well, rip, nah, Black Saturday Records. The CEO of that is Juby. So oh, prior, yeah, so I was just the head engineer for it because prior to that, I was running my business, Kami's Kitchen. But I ain't feel like being a a, a CEO no more. Right, like, I just right. rather it's a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of extra work as aside from what you like to do. Exactly. So I was like, I'd come back to it. I make my money. But in the meantime, let me just chill out. Yeah. So Juby wanted to um wanted to run his own his own uh studio or like record label because he just got inspired. And then Carlos, who who was um one half of Gravesend when they was when they was in Salomon. Right. He, he reached out over the summer so it was like serendipity when we got that offer mm. but the funny thing is I've been putting it into the air since I got there I was like mm. three months niggas is out of here we going to the other studio wow. like I've been saying that so coincidentally on the three month mark Carlos was That's like crazy. he was dead like yo we don't feel like running it like he had the same sentiments I had mm. and he was like we need to move on to find another venture mm. so then through that the Gravesend became a joint venture where we moved in and then it was Black Saturday record from September 1st, 2017 onward. Yep, and that's when we did uh, the Funky Love Empire. The Funky Love they Empire. They good events, yo. Yo, I love what they do, man. Yo. They came in and shot a, um, they shot like a video again. Oh, word. I loved it. I was just like, yo, y'all are mad organized. <laughs> they organized as fuck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I like, them through But they organized, work. but the event vibe still be like mad. Lit. Organic lit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not no it doesn't feel like this superficial cool kid contest. It's like kind of everybody's in there, and it's like mad black. Yep. Also, which yep. is like you know that's important to me. For real, mad important. That's the word. Um, so what was that arena with Silent Barn though? So what walk me through that? Like, how, what would that what that setup was like? Like, so you say it was a joint venture. You had a studio in there because last yeah. my familiarity with Silent Barn is that they do events there. Yeah, so Solomon. That's all I thought it was. Yeah, they had their venue. The first, first, like what Solomon is in its totality is just a, it's a community, like collective. Oh, okay. It's a collective of mad artists. So it's that at its core. You know what I'm saying? Then beyond that, they acquired a building, ran a venue, but then really? they to yeah, and then upstairs they had apartment complexes that people could just live in and shit. And then Sound behind like I need to interview them next. <laughs> and then behind them um, was a. Uh, was all of the studios that they had, which was for artists and people to rent out. All the studios, as in like more than one. Yeah, they had more than one. Because I ended up running. How many did I have out of there? I had I had like two studios out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, but the thing is, not all of them have to be recording studios. I just ended up making them there. Mm. But, but um, they had they had multiple studios in the back, and um, I ended up finding out about it because in 2015, 2016, I think it was. April of 2016, mm. no, August of 2016. It was like it was one of those summers. I um I did hip hop retreat week and you taught. Did? Yeah, you was part of that. Mm-hmm. I taught I taught the uh, the kids sound engineering. How do you? I'm I'm 21 now, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> bruh. You seem very used to that response. You're not even tripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to the deli. I was like, All right, you got roll blacks. He was, he was about to say yeah, and he was like. Holy! <laughs> I was like, I'm 21, man. You look 16 still. Yeah. So I, I can only imagine how you looked in August 2016. August 2016, I look 15, 13, 13. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Got a jacket. So, but um, yeah, Hip Hop Retreat Week. Uh, I didn't know much about that. What was going on with that? Who was that organized by? Um, L. Who was it? L. Banks. L. Banks, the mm-hmm. bossy. L. Banks. She. She. I, I she ran it. Yeah. She cool. Mm-hmm. She's and, from Brooklyn, right? I'm not sure. She's no, I think she's from Caribbean Queens. background, though. Yeah, I think she's from Queens, though. Yeah, I think Hollis. Okay, Hollis, if I'm not, if, if I'm, if I'm correct, I believe Hollis Queens. Yeah. But she made a post on Facebook. She was like, "Yo, um, 
who wants to teach like engineering. It was something around those yeah. lines. And I was just like, me. I'm like, I got my own equipment. <laughs> I'm like, I'm lit with it. She was, she was just like, really? Da, 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 da. And I was like, yes. So then I showed her my work, told her what I did. She was just like, I right, bet. So then I came in, I taught the kids. And then through that, I met another woman named Jazzo Brooklyn. Jazzo, yeah. Yeah, yeah who I knew for quite a bit on um through Facebook. And we yeah. never met, but we always was like, yo, we're going to meet. Da, 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 da. Right. And, um, and it was just kind of funny how that worked out, too, because she ended up going to a TEDx talk. For I forgot what it was, but she just ended up blasting gentrifiers and gentrification. Uh, so <laughs> I was just like, I saw that and I was like, yo, I respect the OD. Yeah. So then hip hop retreat weekend. I remember that around. post. I remember that post. I was like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Welcome to Brooklyn, Jazz of Brooklyn. That ass. <laughs> but nah, I was glad she put that out there because that's what a lot of us is feeling. Off rip. And that's why I always fucked with her through yeah. Facebook and I was just like, yo, we should meet. And then coming, and then hip hop retreat week happened. It was just like, yo, everything was coming together. Mm. So then I went there, taught the kids. She saw that, and then made a post literally a year later, and was like, yo, um, if we run, if we open up a studio in Salem Bond, would anybody like, would any engineers like to come in and run their business? So that like three minutes after posting it, I was like, me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was just like, great, because when I wrote it, I had you in mind, and I was hey, like, it's fucking lit. That's crazy. That's, that's <laughs> that, the, that was my exact reaction. <laughs> that's exactly what anybody when they hear when they reply to a post like that. Yeah. So but, how was the business structured? Um, you know? the business was structured like, let's see, I came in. It was, um, I came in under Educated Little Monsters and We Make Noise. We Make Noise was ran by Carlos and Liz. And Educated Little Monsters was Jazz and Liz. And then it ended up being like Jazz, Liz, and Carlos. Like, it was just a whole bunch of little collectives going on in Silent Bomb. But primarily, I, I went in there. I, I, I came in through Jazz, but um, I was under Jazz, Liz, and Carlos. And then after three months, I uh, finished with the lab. I ended up moving to Gravesend. And then at that point, I was just paying rent strictly to Silent Bond type shit. But I was always a part of the Silent Bond community once right. I got in. Once you got in there, you were yeah. part of the whole mix. And it's funny, though, because it's like my own personal relations with them was was developed because it was a 24-7 spot. So I was just in there working It was all a 24-7 hours a day. spot? Yeah, not for events, but to run your studio. You know studio? what I'm saying? Like 24-hour access. How were the rates as far as booking time there? Um, booking time mm-hmm. where? Silent Bond or the studio? The studio. Um, well, now we're not there no more because yeah, right. closed down. Right. But um, our rates was, damn, it's been a minute. What was my rates? I think I was still charging twenty five an hour when I was in the lab, and then when I moved over to Gravesend, the biggest space, that was when we agreed on thirty five an hour for recording and thirty hour for engineering. <laughs> that place is extra lit. Yo, I made Just, damn near no money even charging that much. Like, really? Yeah, in a week we recorded a rock band, made like damn near two racks. Shit, went, shit went right back into rent. You know what right, I'm saying? Like, right, right. And then also charging people the, the money we did for events. It was like, we, we wanted to be affordable. So it was right. like, be affordable and work OD out the ass. Right. Or charge out the ass and not have to work that much and just get lit off of the fact that we got a whole venue. And have primarily white clientele. Exactly, exactly. And I was like, that is a fucking dub. I was like, I'm going to put on for the I hood you. and have niggas come in, smoke they dope, and relax. And that's what I did. <laughs> that's how I felt, son. That us. Yo, you think of me and Domo performance, yo? We was particularly proud of ourselves. Yo, that we, we energy and we performed was over there. lit. <laughs> the fact that y'all had, y'all, y'all went on the steps, <laughs> then y'all went in the mixing, the mixing booth where we normally be chilling at, y'all was just, I was just like, yo, y'all turned that whole area into a stage. I never forgot that shit. Or, nah, I fussed with Domo, too. He's, he's notorious for climbing shit. Bro. I thought Domo would have been here. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he, we uh we do the vice versa shit together. The uh, R versus Light thing, that's more like something that I run, whatever. Bad. Um, but yeah, that, that's my ace boom coon, regardless, either way. Rip. Word. Fuck yeah, yes. Yeah. I remember we did a show with, with Chris, yo. Fucking we vice versa, we did it in uh, um, um, Tilt. And, uh, Tilt's a venue? It's in, this, it's in this building. So you walk in there, it used to be a coffee shop. So now it's like a coffee shop that got turned into a bar, because that's what it is. But downstairs, there's like a whole venue. Is that what's right next door? Yep. Okay, I saw the karate classes like signs like in the front. Oh, that's something separate. <laughs> Damn. So there's that too. <laughs> a lot going on here. There was actually, um, you know, Chris stopped me if this is like inappropriate uh, info, but there was a New Year's party. Somebody fell through the floor into the karate spot. Holy and, shit. Uh, Chris, I can neither confirm or deny that. Right. You know what I mean? That's the word on the street. <laughs> word on the street. So, uh, yeah, so Tilt, that venue, uh, right, is right, it's like a coffee shop, like this low-key coffee spot, but yeah. you go downstairs, it's like a literal venue and an additional bar. 
So it was like the perfect low key shit if you want to do some low key shit. Um, so with that said, Don and I went there, and Chris was like, "Yeah, we only have one mic." <laughs> so, <laughs> so we figured it out. <laughs> so uh, Domo start the verse off, and he going to the chorus. It's supposed to be my part, but I'm yeah. just run, I'm just rolling with it. And then he start climbing. They had this gate, so Domo climbing the gate while he got the mic, looking like King Kong. I'm and he got dressed, and, and he shaped like like uh. uh Tasmanian devil and shit. So that's what makes it funny. Is like I'm literally imagining that shit in my head. Oh, you! All he needed was some planes flying around him. He just swat at them with the mic. With the one mic. Right. So I'm like, all right. He's doing my part of the chorus. I'm like, all right. I'm not gonna freak out. I'm gonna make sure I'm just right next to him for whatever he try to do. So he's doing the chorus and like he got that one track kind of shit where he get lost in the sauce sometimes. And I know that. That's what I'm making sure I'm just mad in his yeah. range of sight and all of that. So when he snap out of it, I'm right there. So he's doing the chorus. <laughs> and I watch him literally snap out of it, look down, see me, and drop the mic down to me. And I caught that shit like Thundercat catching the sword. Oh, all right, right on point. <laughs> right to the verse. How was that? That oh, made my... I got the shows I want to go through. <laughs> That's the energy that I love seeing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wild fun. Yo, yo, yo. All right, we're going to do a quick commercial break. Hit y'all with some music. Uh, this one is by my boy Domo, so crazy, hailing straight from the Bronx. You know, um, he's actually also one half of the um, Vice Versus DJ duo with myself, uh, Vice Versus. You know, uh, you can find him on uh, Instagram at Domo underscore so crazy or at uh, uh, Vice V-I-C-E uh, Versus V-E-R-S-E-S music. Um, on all social media platforms. So on and so forth. So this is Tell My Tale by Domo So Crazy. Enjoy. If these joints could talk, they would tell my tale. Good shit I inhale. Bullshit I exhale. I said if these joints could talk, they would tell my tale. Good shit I. Making moves in these streets. Working hard with no sleep. Life stays stressing me. All I need is my bowling on me. Smoke some good shit like last week. Lime green, gassy. Smell it through the back, ghastly. Shit had me floating like ghastly. Smoke that strawberry golf and golf and get that medical from Chansey. Hell rise when I kick it with my niggas. Hypno Lee in the backseat. Smoke a dab and then I hit the dab. Pull a joint, pass it to my dad. Smoke it till it's done, say something dumb that'll probably fucking make us laugh. 8 for 25, that shit is whack. Usually 40 for the pack. 45, if the shit is cracked. Under 35, then it's probably trash. Moving slow, like air bubbles in a honey jar. In a cutter with a honey jar. I'm in a function, I'm a quick with balls. These joints could talk, yeah. They would tell my tale. Good shit, I inhale. Bullshit, I exhale. I said, if these joints could talk, they would tell my tale. Good shit, I inhale. Bullshit, I exhale. I said, if these joints could talk, they would tell my tale. I hope you enjoyed that. One of my favorite MCs. Again, you can find him online, Instagram at Domo underscore so crazy. Um, you know, uh, he, he got all kinds of fashion stuff going on, multifaceted artists. And you can also find us both at uh, Vice Versus Music. Instagram at Vice Versus V E R S E S Music. All right. So we're going to get right back to it, yo. Enjoy the rest of the interview. Oh. Uh, but nah, real talk, I remember you and I met at that spot, though. Uh, funky uh, Love Empire and all of that mm-hmm. shit. And, um, I mean, building and like just the thoughts you was like, you know, relaying to me and like your motivations and all of that. And, you know, being like from out here and stuff like that. And, you know what I'm saying? And then the fact that like the fact that you were doing what you were doing, but you were also incorporating your homies into it as well. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like on some Hollywood shit where like, all right, you make certain kinds of moves, now you just with different types of people and shit mm-hmm. like that. So I definitely respected that. Yeah, everybody that came that came into that studio was dead people that was mm-hmm. either booking me for sessions when yeah. people like people was fronting on me. Right. Like, cause that's one thing I always impressed. Son, like when when I was in the studio, anybody that you saw around me, it wasn't on some like, oh, this is gang. Like I'm bringing all my people with me just so that they could be around and not do nothing. Like it, like everyone in there was either a client of mine. That grew to like a, a brotherly bond, mm. or it was just like it was just like they invested in me when nobody else would, and it was like because of that, 
Of course they're going to see the Absolutely. studio when, when I'm Absolutely. up. Of course they're going to record for free. <laughs> of course I'm an engineering <laughs> project. You know what I'm saying? That's like, word. like literally, it was that kind of vibe. Yeah. I do regret it though because I took a, a, a personal hit like doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like my laptop broke. I don't have... I, I barely got a mic. I have no audio interfaces. Word. Like, I ain't get I ain't get up on equipment until I went back home and like picked up shit that I left there when I left the crib. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Just my family didn't Curse throw nothing out. Like, Fuck y'all! I don't need y'all. Come <laughs> later, you like yeah, so. Anybody see my? Uh... I'm dead. Nah, that's the thing. I ain't even leave like that. My pop, it was like my, it was one night. I came in. I came in after my birthday. My pops was like, yo, he was like, it's either you follow what I say or you leave. I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> And he was like, all right. I said, I'll leave now. He said, nah, leave in the morning. <laughs> that was the exact conversation. He's like, nah, leave in the morning. You still my son. I ain't trying to yeah. be all out there like that. Yeah. Still Because that- <laughs> I, I knew I was going back to the stool. I'm just like, <laughs> you knew what was up. So yeah, like, I was like, yo, yeah. Pops, I'm going to go work again. All right. But um, but you know, it, it it was leaving on those kind of terms. So so when I came back home, and I told him, I was like, you could throw everything out. I was like, I, I really don't expect to have this shit here when I come back. I was right. like, me leaving is symbolizing me leaving behind this life. Right. Like, I really need y'all to understand how how much music means to me. Right. So I left with literally the only equipment I ever paid for: my mic, my audio interface, my laptop, and like a couple other things. And I and I only left with that shit on my back and like a week's worth of clothes. Mm-hmm. And then after that. Like being in the studio, I was just trying to like stretch equipment and shit. Like pretty much all my my go to equipment broke, so I'm just left with nothing at this point. Was it like a a mini Hurricane Katrina in the studio? Just fucking shit up, just not caring about my equipment. I'd wake up, my my laptop would hit the floor, nobody would tell me, but I'd see a dent and be like, "Yo, where'd the dent come from?" Oh yeah, so and so dropped the laptop. I'm like. How was that? Oh yeah, I'm not that kind of, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah. Just you know like, how much this is worth? Wait, hold on, hold on. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. So, like two weeks before the studio closed down, I'm like, nah, it had to be a month or like three weeks before it closed down. It, it was just within April though. I went back. I came back to the studio after like two days of being gone, and um, and when I came back, I picked my laptop off the table. The whole table is dry, but my laptop is bare wet under it. That shit was soaking in water. From the last time we had an event until I came back to the studio and nobody dried it or cleaned it up. They dried the rest of the table and left my laptop soaking in water. So I had no way of engineering or like our DJ who was using um, my laptop to DJ and just like get booked through events. He was asked out and just had to use somebody else's. So it was just like mad different occupations that was taken out from my laptop being fucked up. And just after dealing with something like that. And, like, nobody being able to answer me or just, like, at least point me in a direction to, to fix this shit. Mm. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm kind of just, like, shut off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of just back on my own thing, moving dolly, trying to get myself back up. Because I can't help nobody else if I can't help myself. Absolutely. And at this point, I definitely can't help myself. That's the, that's the sad truth for, like, the dynamics of, like, coming from, like, you know, be kind of environments. Because I got, like, similar stories, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, people kicking in the door. Boom! Pistol with people in the crib. You know what I'm saying? Just all for affiliation. You feel yeah. me? And like, I got little homies in the back with me. I'm trying to put them on the game. I got equipment. The whole time, so all we hear is, shoot that nigga. We all like, what? <laughs> Son, that's the last thing you want to be in. And then, so when homies laptop um, got taken, um, um, so it was like, a, it was an act of beef. It wasn't even just for the joint. It was like yeah. an act of beef, like a declaration of war type shit. How black people always operate. It's never Basically. really, it's never out of just like random. Yeah, it's, it's always really a reason. Stupid. It's always mm-hmm. emotional and social. Mm-hmm. Um, always. Um, um, so yeah, so that laptop, right? So like the day before we did, we had worked out a deal with a photographer who brought through like 10, 20 models. And you know they all paid him up front. He, we let him use our space. We had the we had the infinity wall sheet. We had the umbrellas. You know what I'm saying? We had all that. So he brought them through to use it, our space basically as a studio. They paid him up front. He was like, I bet. He was like, I'm literally going to use this money to buy an external for the photos. In the meantime, can I just store the photos on your Mac temporarily? That night, I think the next night, that's when the robbery shit happened. That is some shit. So he already spent some of that money, so he lost connect. We we got a loop of homie after that, and the little homies were spooked to death and all of that. Yeah, so it's like, bro. Yeah, so you just had that multi-pronged hit you could take, and that could just fuck you up. So I feel you on that, bro. 
I, I wish you the best of bouncing back from that shit. Yeah, off rip, man. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Definitely will. Right. And you probably, you gonna find this out if you haven't already. It be the people that you be meeting down the road that end up being there for you more so than <laughs> people you would expect to be doing that shit. Deadass. My, my, my major go-to is that, like, my core family would never let me down. So as long yeah. as I always have my sisters and my mm. father in my life, I'm gonna always be good. Like, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm forever confident. I woke my chest up and my head high or something because, like, I know who's going to always have me. You know what I'm saying? And outside of that, I got my closest best friend. Mm. But even then, I don't count on him like I count on my sisters. Right. That's Like, always, son. Some people join gangs to feel protected. Once I was born into having my father and my two sisters and my one niece, like, that's all I need. Mm. No funny shit. Yeah. And because of that, I know I'm going to always be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was was homeless and when I wasn't with them, I truly experienced life, like, without them. And I'm just like, yo, I don't know who I can trust. I don't feel comfortable talking to nobody. When yeah. people talk to me, I'm not really listening to them. Right, like, right. It's just bullshit I'm, I'm dealing with. And when I went back home, probably like the other week, and I sat there and spoke to my dad, all the feelings that was forming to me while I was homeless ended up coming back. And I'm like, yo, I'm high as shit feeling this shit. And these are feelings that I remember feeling when I wasn't high and I wasn't smoking every day. So no funny shit. I know I'm not bugging now. Right, right. And, and, and I was like, I, me leaving home did what it was supposed to do. Right. Like, and it, that, it helped remind you was like who your core is. Exactly, exactly. And it was just one of those moments. But also it instilled in them that music is serious because just the other day my father called me and was like, hey, I'm coming home, son, but I didn't want to, I want to take my time. Like, I don't know if you're working or not. And I was like, Hold on, what the fuck? Wow. I don't even live with them no more. So for That's him to call real. me and say that, I'm just like, nah, this is like a realization for everybody. Right, right. But but nah, thanks for the blessings though, because like I I really have faith that everything's gonna turn around soon. Yeah. Just through hard work and yeah. perseverance. Yeah, and you got that aura is making motherfuckers just wanna help you or be a part of whatever you got going on and shit. You know, um yeah, and I don't wanna abuse that. Like I, I feel like, you because of that, you know. I <laughs> never wanna abuse it. Like cause I, I know you. I could always get help from somebody. I feel you, I feel you. And we all know people that turn out shitty because they know they always got that, and then they it actually the opposite ends up happening. Yeah, exactly. They, like they if they ever become granted. ugly or like they vibe gets whack, or they fall off, they go through something and they not as swaggy as they used to be, and they realize that oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have burnt all those bridges. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, man. So first of all. Oh, shout out to Chris watching uh, the bootleg Black Panther journey. Is this the one from that night? Yo, um, like Gamba, because um, they've had two Gambas before. Um, they had both were in Greenpoint, but now they have one on Division Place, the one we was gonna meet at. Um, so we did this thing. It was like a Black Panther night where we all came. We watched the bootleg. <laughs> motherfuckers walking by the screen. It was like the good old days. Uh, <laughs> they was walking by the screen on, on camera. <laughs> oh, like staff would be walking by and do a hide the camera. Um, so you only hear yeah. it for like a good five minutes. That was hilarious. Like the white people that was there with a culture shock. Like, what? What is this? All right, but that's life. Um, so yo, as far as the uh, engineering shit, so what do you use to engineer? Um, or record, mix with different, I use, different softwares, or is it the same? Or I see to engineer. I use now. I'm back to Cubase. Um, Cubase. Yeah, I'm using Cubase eight at the moment. Sounds like something only nice motherfuckers use. Nah, it's, it's honestly I don't even know where it stacks like on the engineering <laughs> ladder. It's like. To me, that was just like one of those hidden gems because a dude named Epic B, years ago, um, put me on to just like engineering and just like programs and shit that I could use. And when I when because I was using Cool Edit Pro initially, and then Epic B was like, "Yo, I see you want to like engineer recording shit." So he was like, "Yo, you should use Cubase and look into Waves." And ever since, I've been using both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, yo, you mind texting Dave? Um, let's see. When did I when did I start using Logic? When I got a MacBook, like February yeah. of uh, 2017, February 2017, I got into Logic. Yeah. Um, I got some experience with Pro Tools just from like working on other people's setups. Glad to adapt. Yeah. But to talk about like what I'm really comfortable with, Logic and Cubase. Like, that's my Logic personal. Dave, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking with Logic. Hey yo, Dave. Hey yo, Dave. I'm touching white people and blow drying their hair and shit. I'm good. Hey yo, Dave. Yo, Dave. You got me loud music as you can't hear you. I'm texting. Loud though. All right. So, um, yo, I feel you. And, um, I use. Um, I started with FL Studios. Now I'm using Logic Pro mainly because I lack it to a Mac right now. Yeah, it's not a MacBook though, so I can only use it on my home. All right. So, all right. So you Cubase Logic, right? 
So when and how did you get started using that shit? Any of it? Like what? What led you to like going down that route in the first place? Because I can tell you mine. It was as a rapper. Yeah. And the engineer was like, "Bro, you so specific with what you want to do. I might as well just teach you how to do this." It's funny. I, I was a rapper, <laughs> but I was just too broke. So right, I was right. just like, yo, I need to get this equipment. Right. <laughs> I was like, yo, I need to cut the middleman and be the middleman. Absolutely. That, that's, that that's the hustling mentality. You become the plug. You cut the middleman out. You know what I'm saying? You get your wholesale on. Exactly. You feel me? Like, that's, yo, that's a real thing, though. And it's like doing stuff out of necessity. Like, Chris Carl, like, he was talking about, like, all the things that he do and have done. Like, he done all kinds of things and, like, changed mad lives as a result, even though he don't like to admit it. Um, yeah, you do. But um, he was like, bro, a lot of this shit I do, I do it out of necessity. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because I was looking for this type of thing. I couldn't find it. So I was like, I guess I got to make it. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's that hustle mentality, too. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I remember when we spoke about BK Wildlife back at Hellphone. Because I don't remember when I first met oh, you. Oh, Hellphone. But I don't remember when I first met you or how I met you. But I just know I met you. Because mm-hmm. I was doing mad events that year. It was 2015. Yeah. No, 2016. 2016. 2016 was my year of events. Mm. And um, we was at Hellphone, and um, just I remember seeing BK Wildlife episode, years. and then just talking to you, I was just like, "Yo, this is dead ass fucking lit!" Right? Especially because I saw a black person throwing mad events, Yo. mad like gentrified locations yeah. where they normally just be sectioning shit off, where they locking right. us out of it. Right? And I'm like, "Yo, how do I get behind these doors?" Absolutely. So I just came in as a rapper, met Christopher Carr, and just like literally, I, I always I always say your name in full whenever I think of your name, but mm-hmm. like when I met you. Immediately from there, he was just like, yo, you want a spot on the show? Yeah. That's how I met him, too. Yep. Same kind of conversation, yo. He's like the Harriet Tubman of Gentrified Brooklyn. Because <laughs> he's sneaking niggas through the back door. Part of my French. He, yo. He don't like yeah. when we say the N-word in his crib. But, like, he was oh, sneaking motherfuckers. I'm sorry. It, <laughs> like, like it's, it's crazy. Like, now I'm putting my hood homies on to, like, how to, like, navigate this thing. Because, yep. like, you know. And we need to learn. And, and I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate that a lot. And I never forgot that from that day forward. Word. I'm also trying Not to figure out if I if I met you through Jazzo because I I went to one of their events at Living Gallery when she was still working with Nissa and she was doing Educated Little Monsters and there's a yeah. there was nah a, it wasn't through that it wasn't through that okay. Mm-hmm. okay nah it was it was strictly through me just like doing shows and I okay. met you like okay. that much I remember because through Jazz when I when I really linked in like got locked in with Jazz it was once I went into Silent Bar because that was like okay. a whole other chapter okay. of my yeah. life type shit like I wasn't out I was just uh, I was more of like a stew body just doing work 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 right. Work. Like, it was always work, but now it was more, like, just centralized in the stoop. Right, right. Yo, so, I might have to hit some bars, man. Because I found out you rap, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? Not only do you rap, but you rap a lot, apparently. I don't know. On the whole, First night I met you, we were cycling for, like, an hour and a half. I remember smoking. that. Oh, snap. I'll never forget. Was <laughs> we was doing, we, we spat. We we um we was going off the dome because we was talking about how we don't respect dudes that come in that cipher spitting written. I, I copy, going, copy. Yeah, that was a that was a dope cipher. Yo. Yeah, I never forgot that. Hey. I never <laughs> forgot, bro. Anytime I see your name, so I never forgot. And I told Karen I met you. Hey. He said Karen, I remember we was getting light in this crib for Harlem. I was like dead ass. She said yeah, right in this living room. He was Karen, like, Karen. Mm-hmm. Oh, Neil again. wow, that's crazy. Shout out to Karen Garcia. Mm-hmm. I what was her, what was her life feed name? It was like. K, but he was something. It was K something. All right, she ain't gonna admit it in public. Like, <laughs> yo, I got, I got a lot of these. I got a couple cats cards, like cause they blossomed and grew this other stuff. I'm like, I still got footage of you doing the sloppy bad one. <laughs> hashtag never forget. All right, you gotta embrace it. That's dead culture, son. That's dead ass culture. Yeah, and just do all of that. I was just always looking forward to coming back to all versus life. I never forgot. Damn, never that forgot. means a lot, man. Like, uh, I'm glad we did the full circle thing, yo. Um, so, I don't want to get sidetracked from the verse thing. Um, so, I'll even give you a minute if you want to to think well, no, of. Not even think. Just put verse. on the beat. We can freestyle. We can do that too. I go off top. We can do that too. Uh, I, I still want to get this one out of the way. I think it, I think it's gonna be cool. Um, so, if there's any verse right now that you think identifies where you are the most. Right now, whether it's mentally, emotionally. Oh, I got you. Right now, um, it was a it was a, a verse I did. I said, "Standing on Stanwicks and Melrose, freezing my toes off, thinking of taking in sun, spliffing with no coughs. Back when hits were magnificent, huh? Um, 
Dealing with addiction, self-destructing off of ignorance, but influence plays a heavy role on realization. Mm. And all my bros are those because they black liberating and Haitian. I'm in the whole lane of my own. I've been homeless, but now I'm less distant from home. <clears throat> I stop to take a breather on Stanwix to turn around, finish manipulating bandwidths. Um, writing automation and lyrics with steady hand gets you. That's all potential. No, let's see. With steady hand gets you. That's all. But let's see. What did I say? Word. I'm trying to remember. Manipulating bandwidth. Chris, remember me and my homelessness. Steady baby. hand gets you. <laughs> That's all potential nominations. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I said potential nominations. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I said something. Falsifications. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I said something. I can I, I, can, I uh, can I kick one? Of I course. might even kick it that night. But this is like kind of just where I. I Kind of like it's kind of speaks to where I am right now a bit, like mostly, mostly all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a uh, shout to the Domo. This is on Glow Up. I was like, um, my favorite verse right now too. I said, uh, as black pride and pain go through the ball veins, I be running through everything like a hurricane. The time is hard to stay the same as my world change. The fake love leave jaded in a little vein. Uh, but I digress, cause if I go Gambino, they gon' call it childish. Meanwhile, in this climate. Who's survivors based on who's the wildest In that society that haters we don't get acknowledged So if we don't pick up ourselves, who is gonna supply it And all I mean while we doing this without no guidance So with every win I be on my bullshit And I go past the Henny I could down a whole fifth right now So I'm feeling could empty a whole clip right now Typically feel like shit but yo it's lit right now People showing love now well, I appreciate it But sometimes yo I kinda sorta really hate it Yeah I got beef with the world that was never mediated Damn, bro. Yeah, I know it's greasy, ain't it? The I wear in my shoes the opposite of easy, ain't it? Critiquing shit that you ain't know of. You know what? It's the glow up type shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's just... You feel me on that one? That was a, that was a different verse. Because the first night I met you, your verse had a... um, It was a bar in it about you being from Harlem, but going to Brooklyn, doing shows in Brooklyn. And how Brooklyn adopted you. And, we, and then we was talking about that bar. So that's how I remember that verse you spat that night. But this, this <laughs> yeah, verse is different. I like this one too. Yeah, I fuck with you heavy. Yo, we, I ain't gonna lie. We might have to get some beats rocking now. We might have to get like a little nice little freestyle. I got beats too. Anything, man. Anything. I got beats, bro. I'm glad. I'm just glad to be here. Glad you welcomed me here. Thanks for having me. Word, like, nah, seriously. You know, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and, and it's that, you know, it's like at this point, like, it's bigger than collaborating just for the sake of, or it's bigger than just like what you know the surface level material of what we looking to accomplish but it's also just who we do it with you know what i'm saying that's important so i really think this is dope son um so yeah let me, let me find a nice little beat and all of that <laughs> you feel me <laughs> shout out to the editing process i'm adding this whole little gap out so it's gonna like we went right into the freestyle or <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want any engineering done too let me know i'll do it well we we be having like a, a equipment and access to shit as well too so we can do this you know you know, scratch each other back type situation. It's helping you, it's helping me. So, <laughs> I'm definitely with that. Know what I mean, all right, let me see, let me see, let's see what I got up in here, man. All right, this is a nice little go to. It's that lock on my go kart by Asher Roth. I love that beat. I like that? that one, and I like In the Kitchen um, with him and Chuck English. Uh, you should bump that one. Yeah. All right, copy. That might be next. Oh, I still right. never found an instrumental, so I don't know. A word? Yeah. I hate that shit. Alright. Hey. You wanna kick it off? Yeah, I got you. Uh. Hey. Yo. Uh. Uh. Yo. Yo. I try to do this off the noggin. Yo. I try to do this without toppling. Uh. Watch out for the goblins, the blue and white, the pig and the blankets. Here's the toppings. Uh. Yeah, shout out to all the condiments. Shout out to all the people that is on me, all the compliments. Uh, shout out to my accomplishments. Shout out to people who were my accomplices. I mean, yo, yeah, shout out to the Cody. Shout out RIP to Cody. Yo, I hope that he just know that even what we've been through, I just never wanted no beef. Uh, it is what it was. It is what it was, and it does what it does. I get right up in the booth, and I do what I does, and I never had no hate. All I do is show some love. Hey, uh, know what I mean? Hey. Had to sit. I had to smoke my dolly. 
it was to calm down after cops were patrolling, knew that they wasn't even doing that. Somebody like security had to be calling, mm -hmm. cause on the block that I'm on, it's real low key. Sometimes it's buzzing, but not many know me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the reals do respect it I'm sitting here moving smooth in every intersection I look both ways when I cross that street Cause you know I got some dusty SBs That be tied nice and tight on my feet Cause when I run or get rocking I do scream often to another round You see this kid is like Majin Buu in the <clears throat> Man I don't even know what's next But I just know I wanna rap some anime context uh. Go in on the beat when I got this Everybody know I'm Lee dropping weights rocking uh. Everybody that be coming up in my path I'm Dragon Knight with the Lance level 56 Raph I got uh. some hyper beams never recharged on no turns <laughs> No, when I'm sitting here I slow burn on my splits Learn how to roll nice smooth Learn from the big bro my son Deuce uh. Had to shout out real quick with the names Know it's off top every time I don't play games In my own lane Oh man I like to I can do the switch up sometimes like oh, you know not to cut you off guard. Feel free nah, to jump oh, back really. in. I, I always I always love changing the beat. People they gotta know it's organic. Right, right. Gotta know it's organic and know when I freestyle I don't plan it and know if I do then I'm then I'm, I'm just planning to go off top. I just plan to go and show skills on the spot. I remember uh -huh. being right back in the room practicing the craft. Making sure that I was dipping and dashing through the turnstiles, jumping two feet to the mm -hmm. chest, knowing that I ain't jumped my best. If uh. that wasn't the limit, so I'm gonna go break it. Uh. And everybody see this kid is never faking the passion that I have for this. I swear to God, I wasn't always focused on splits. Uh. I was making sure that I changed band whips, made uh. sure that I practiced the craft and I dipped mm -hmm. on to the next objective. Made sure all my homies was good and we would let live. Uh, Other organisms that was next to us, and I just gotta make sure I'm taking the next Metro bus. Uh, hey, taking that MTA. Hop the turnstile in the MTA. <laughs> Other covers have you running like what? Have you running like the NBA? <laughs> running like the NBA? Nah. <laughs> hey, yo, I got you right now. <laughs> gotta get that out of my, off my chest. Nah, I definitely. Hey, yo, yo. Ain't no trying to follow the leader. I'm taking this back to Harlem in the Easter. Hot peas and butter, follow the leader. Uh, we used to be out busting our ass, trying to hop the gates. Now we make busting a move, making a move on Myrtle and Gates. Uh, yo, shout out to all the gatekeepers. Shout out to those dwelling in their problems and they weeping. Shout out to everybody that's woke and knows who's sleeping. Uh, yeah, shout out to those who kill it every weekend. Shout out to those who even kill it on the weekdays. Uh, never, no one in the circles on some weak things. Um, yeah, it's the thing. It's not always about you. Now it's the me thing. Uh, <laughs> yo, you gotta feel it though. Uh, yo, I know my man A feel it though. Yo, um, I know my man Chris kill it though. I know my man Chris feel it though. Shout out to the the hash project. Cause that shit was fire. Yo, y'all ain't even get half that yet. Uh, I'm about to re-up for another pound of that though. Uh yeah, we about to have to rehash on that hash though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact though. That's a fact though. A rumble fighter that be ready like some macros. Hey. I don't know if y'all got that ball, but I'm a kid that's playing MMO going hard. Go. When I rap, Jesus, had slow internet. Then I got tight because Verizon wasn't into this. Hey. Optimum still be slow on connection. I can't remember username or passwords. Damn, man. Hey. So I'm sitting in the next two struggling, trying to find a way that I cannot push butt or hustling. Dang, I made that up. <laughs> I don't need that kind of traction. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. I just want the positive. Uh -oh. A Pokemon trainer, I just connect with the kids. Teaching them engineering, show them how to hustle. Uh -oh. Show them what happens when you really push the muscle. Uh -oh. The one in your head, the one in your dome piece, the one that makes sure you good like some cronies. Uh -oh. That's not fighting Batman, because you know you that they're going to end up with a broken arm of hand. Uh -oh. Yo, don't come at, at King, but come at me. Me and him and Chris, we the rapper Kasky. Uh -oh. Hey, yo. <laughs> I don't know if you know a Kasky, I don't really care what you're saying, then you're gonna get tossed on the other side of the room with the singing. Oh, yo, shout out to all my R&B niggas singing. The <laughs> <laughs> singing, I like Chidori, coming like you know me. Dang, everybody trying to act like Hunky Dory, but hey. when you feel almighty push, it ain't though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Move on. I feel like I'm on great poop on my hey. sandwiches when I be chilling eating ramen. I feel like I'm the illest rapper top ramen. 
but that's because I gotta have confidence. I feel like I also gotta push the compliments off and be type humble when I spit. You know I gotta catch the beat like this. Uh. I could catch the tempo and I could catch this flow. I could switch the flow. Delivery though, better Woo. than DiGiorno and better than Domino's. I'm feeling like Papa John's. Oh 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 no, I gotta stay more PC, politically correct. I don't need that Ayo. attention. Yo, you keep the kind of shit that make a fucking. Dudes try to make it hard to get though. Yo, I'm in the hood like 50 cent Swiss rolls. Uh, yo, I'm about to <laughs> kick the shit for real though. Uh, yo, I ain't got time for the grill though. Cause we try to throw a barbecue and hit the grill though. Yo, you really come come through for real though. <laughs> nah, nah, we gonna get it right oh, there, man. bro. Bro, that shit was funny. Son. Know what I mean? Hey, yo. Rappers, they gotta know that they can switch topics and stay consistent. Absolutely, man. Hey, yo, real talk, man. Um, I'm a, we can talk all day, man. But just for the sake of the podcast, we're gonna end it right here, yo. Thank you for joining me on this shit, bro. Yeah, you, you fucking 16 and a half, but you the OG, though. You heard you the big bro. I holla. Go All right, all right. You know, I hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope y'all got it, you know what I'm saying, as much fulfillment out of that discussion as I did. You know, it's kind of basically the whole point is, man, we coming across dope people, dope stories, dope insights, and music on this show. That's really all this whole thing is. So I hope y'all enjoyed. Um, this episode was inspired by Urban Art Beat. Uh, it's a group run by uh, Rose and Spirit Child. Um, they basically, they, they're both, uh, they out here to mobilize uh, artists, local artists in the area to come through schools, community centers, prison systems, so on and so forth. To, you know, saying to provide various types of like, you know, whether they're teaching how to do the craft, teaching how to use it therapeutically, uh, teaching how to use it in a way that, that that's connected with like activism, knowing your history, knowing the history of the craft, you know, understand, you know, um, you know, they, you know, they're some of the people that's in my life that help really give Help me find like a deeper meaning in what I do and how I can use my art to something that's bigger than that, because they usually it's easy for them to seem so separate. But we all understand, and we all understand the power of art and music, but not often do we really get to see it get channeled in the way that feels effective. These are one of the few people I've seen out there do that effectively. Um, so shout out to them. Um, you can find them online, all social media platforms in the Urban Art Beat. Email them at urbanartbeatnyc at gmail.com. The website is uh, urbanartbeat.org. That's Urban Art Beat. Um, yeah, especially if you're an artist and you're just looking just to get your feet wet. This is something that can also help you get tighter with your craft as well. You know, working with them, uh, you know, they, they, they've sent me out to schools to teach hip-hop. They sent me out to community centers out in my hood and, you know, out in other hoods or whatnot to just work with the youth and just you, you connect with yourself. You connect with your youngest self. You know, you connect with your craft. You, you, know, um, you know, they randomly have, a, you know, uh, African Bombada pop up and give you like the whole rundown of like how hip hop started, you know, and how it evolved from then to now. Not in the way where they bashing the new or glorifying the old, but they just letting you know this is the ele- evolution of it. If you to really understand what it is now, you got to understand where it came from. So yeah, man, reach out to them. Other than that, this is your boy QC, and I holler. One.